This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Six million Canadians, that's one in five, have high blood pressure. And one in six Canadians with high blood pressure, that's 762,000 people, are unaware that they have this condition, this dangerous condition. And those numbers explain why this is such an important topic for our audience. And last time we took this up, we had many more calls than we were able to answer. So the numbers, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And our house doctor, Zach Levine, is on the line. Hi, Zach. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm well, thanks. You? I'm fine, thanks. So uh, you're an emergency room doc, and uh, what percentage of your patients would you say uh, end up in your emergency room because of something related to high blood pressure? Well, you know, probably a majority, you know, honestly, because so many things uh, are cardiovascular problems, you know. So if, if you look at just high blood pressure, people coming in because their blood pressure is too high, that's, uh, you know, that's not the majority of people. But but it is some people. But if you look at the results of high blood pressure, which include stroke, which include heart attack, which include uh, peripheral vascular disease, so not getting enough blood supply to the legs, which sometimes results in amputation or other such problems, then, then we're looking at probably a majority of people, could, it could be traced back. And what the, actually, the, um, the WHO considers it hypertension, high blood pressure, is the leading cause of cardiovascular mortality uh, ahead of smoking now. So it's a big it's a big deal and the problem is most of us don't have any symptoms you know we're walking we can walk around with high blood pressure for many years and have no idea. Okay Zach let me give the numbers out again and again uh people call early on please because we end up getting calls stacked up right before a break and then we can't properly take your calls and answer your questions so the numbers once again 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740 and Zach uh, the scariest statistic that I just read and you alluded to are the people who don't know they have high blood pressure. So is it just a matter of making sure that you check? I mean, you can do it in any pharmacy, or are there some other hints that this may be a problem for you? Well, I think both are true. You know, I mean, definitely there's no, uh, it's very easy to get it checked. And hopefully people, you know, as of the recommendation is that as of about the age 40, we should get it checked just at least uh, like once a year, just, you know, and yeah, it doesn't, there aren't very many things, the, the honest truth is there aren't very many things that an annual visit to the doctor uh, is that useful for, especially in, in, you know, people under the age of 40. But beginning at 40, really, checking your blood pressure is a quick and easy thing to do, and it, you could discover something that could lead to very significant morbidity later on. And in terms of the other part of the question, you know, what, uh, you know, if there's any things to, you know, things we should be looking for. Certainly if you have other, uh, these, these cardiovascular risks, these circulatory risks all tend to go together. So certainly if you have a family history, if you have diabetes, if you have high cholesterol, or if you have symptoms, 
any concerning symptoms, you know, chest pain, uh, obviously, or headaches or dizziness, it's definitely worth getting this done because it's, you know, it's a totally benign thing. It's not like you have to, uh, it's a totally uninvasive test, just uh, having this thing squeeze your arm for a minute or so, and then, and then you know, and, or at least you know, it gives you an indication. We, we can talk about uh, the issues of uh, white coat uh, hypertension and whatnot. People, one reading doesn't necessarily mean you have high blood pressure all the time, but it's worth uh, getting it checked at least to get an indication. <laughs> and sometimes just, just the fact that you're at the doctor will make your blood pressure go higher as you get nervous. Absolutely. So that's, and it's very important that people know that, you know, and doctors, hopefully all doctors are aware of it as well. You know, they call this the white, ho- the white coat hypertension, which means, you know, your blood pressure just goes up because you're at the doctors or, or if you're stressed for some other reason. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your blood pressure is always high. What, what we really want to know is what's your average blood pressure like the t- over a 24 hour period? What's your average blood pressure? And so if it's high in the doctor's office, it may not be high all the time, and there are different ways to get around that. There are machines that measure it over a 24-hour period. There are machines people can get at home, um, hopefully, and hopefully getting it measured at times when you're not feeling stressed so you get an idea. Of and what, as I said, you, yeah. you can get this done. You can walk into your pharmacy and, and get your blood pressure read. So, um, yeah. you know, that's probably less uh, stressful for most people. Once again, the numbers for your questions about high blood pressure, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we've got Jacqueline in Scarborough. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, I, Libby. I love you, Libby. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Can I speak to you, the nice Dr. Levine, please? Uh, he's about, he's about here. Blood pressure. Sure. What? what? Sure, he's on the line. He's listening. Oh, hi, doctor. I love hi. you, too. <laughs> I, I want to you? tell you, doctor, that I, I do have high blood pressure medication. I'm 85. Yeah. I take one blood pressure in the morning with my breakfast and one before I go to bed. And and my blood pressure is always normal. Every time I go to Dr. Stunaberg, my blood pressure is always... But, doctor, can I talk to you about something else, dear? Of course. You know what my problem is at my young age? I have problems swallowing. Oh. I, I'm always hungry. I love food. Oh, Lord. Good. <laughs> and, and I have problems swallowing. I wonder what that means. Oh. How long has that been going on, Jacqueline? Uh, it has been going on oh about six months. Six months, and is it? Do you have you trouble because my age? Well, the question is: Do you have trouble because it hurts, or just physically it's not it's not working properly? The well, the uh, uh, something is, is is shrinking inside my my body. I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you something that was very, very. Uh, I was very sad about it. I went to the restaurant. Yeah. With with my I have four sons. One of my son Jeff and I ordered um uh pot chicken pot pie. Yeah. Which is so good with with uh chicken and with all kind of vegetable. Jacqueline, yeah, could we just get the story a little quicker please so we can get <laughs> yeah, other yeah, callers okay, as well. Okay, I'll finish. I just want to tell the doctor it went down and then it came up again. I threw it all out. Oh no. Well, Jacqueline, the short answer is that no, it's not normal. It's not. I, I wouldn't definitely not say, oh, you know, it's just part of your age. 
uh, I would go to your doctor, and there are tests that can be done because there's a whole bunch of things that can cause difficulty swallowing. There can be narrowing things. There can be physical or muscular, neuromuscular problems. And there are a number of very good swallowing tests that can be done. Usually it involves just swallowing something and getting an X-ray done, and they can actually watch it go down and see where the problem lies. So definitely get it checked out. Will I be able to know if I'm shrinking inside? Uh, They will tell you. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, Jacqueline, thanks for your call. Thank you very much, doctor. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, uh, one before the ba- break, uh, Patrick in Scarborough. Hi, Patrick. Hi, good afternoon, Deb. What's I your have one question to ask the doctor. Yes. It, it's in regard to, um, like, I'm taking a lot of pills for high blood pressure. Yeah. And uh, to me, the treatment I'm getting is like having a roof leaking and just putting a bucket underneath to catch it huh. while the hole is still there. What causes pressure to be high. That's what I keep asking, and I can't get a proper answer. Well, it's a, it's a great question, Patrick, and it's, there, there are many different causes, and they can be, you, can, you can definitely be investigated from it. I mean, the truth is that the, what we call there are these primary hypertension, which basically means there's no underlying medical cause, and about 90 or even 95% of high blood pressure is because of that, but there are there are a bunch of secondary causes, including kidney disease, including uh, endocrine, which means hormone disease, including things like sleep apnea, including, med- including medications. Some medications cause high blood pressure. And diet, including uh, too much salt and too much alcohol, that can do it as well, and, and, uh, and weight being too high. So there are many things that can be fixed that can fix the blood pressure without the medication. So I, I definitely appreciate what you're saying, but it, it, it's worth going to your doctor and talking about, you know, what the other causes may be, because, yeah, no, maybe you're right. Maybe you're not getting at the underlying cause of the high blood pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. That sounds... Every, every time I ask the doctors, you know, that I get... All they can tell me the results of what will happen if they're uh, not treated, but not the, what causes it. So I'm concerned. Yeah. Thank you anyway. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. There are a lot of different causes for it. And, and often, and, you know, oftentimes, even if... You don't have to, even if you may still need some medication, but oftentimes adjusting those other things that are making it worse can make it can improve things. So uh, I, I would go back. I, I don't see any problem and uh, ask for more explanation. And you can do some research on your own as well. You know, there's a lot of information about blood pressure. There's the Canadian uh, the Heart and Stroke Foundation and the Canadian Hypertension Education Program. Lots of stuff online that you can find. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Before we go, I'll give the numbers again. You can call and ask Dr. Zach your questions about high blood pressure or other questions he's here to answer your questions. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with Dr. Zachary Levine, our house doctor, and we're talking about high blood pressure. And uh, it is a scourge. It affects six 
million Canadian adults and one in six people with high blood pressure is not aware they have high blood pressure and the consequences for that can be dire. Uh, we're taking your calls. The numbers 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. And Zach, you mentioned headaches and I think dizziness as a possible symptom. I- I've never heard of that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things, you know, because I, I spend my time in the emergency department, I always uh, t- tend towards the reasons people come to the emergency department. And there's something called hypertensive emergencies and hypertensive urgencies. And that's when people come into the emergency department because their blood pressure is, is really, really high. So people, some, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with what the blood pressure numbers as the upper number, the systolic, and the lower number, the diastolic. And normal ideal is sort of 120 over 80 or a little bit higher than that, you definitely want it under 140 over 90. And sometimes people will come in with numbers like 200 or 220 over 120. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, so that's very, very high. The threshold for a hypertensive urgency is 180 over 110, but sometimes it's much higher. And what, what actually makes it an emergency is if there is uh, what we call end organ damage. So if it's something is being damaged as a result of it, so if people are having a severe headache or a stroke, obviously, or if they're having a heart attack or if they're having kidney damage as a result, then we have to intervene right away. Whereas, you know, if someone has a blood pressure of 200 over 100, um, they may have been walking around with that for a long time. And if they have no end organ damage, so meaning their heart, they're not having a heart attack, their kidneys are okay, their brain is okay, obviously it has to come down, but it's not, it doesn't have to come down immediately. And sometimes you actually do some harm because if you if you bring blood pressure down too quickly, and that's another problem some people have, is um, is relatively low blood pressure. So if you're used to very high blood pressure, if you bring it down to normal quickly, people may feel uh, lightheaded, like they're going to pass out. And so you, that can be brought down more slowly. But uh, so that's why uh, you know uh, we look at we we look at different symptoms. And most common with very high blood pressure, if people do have symptoms, so they may not at all, is severe headaches, nausea, vomiting sometimes chest pain or shortness of breath. Those would be the most common symptoms people can get from it. Okay, let's uh, take a couple of calls. Elizabeth in Brantford. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. I'm wondering whether the doctor could tell us what blood pressure should be for someone lying down due to disability. Mm-hmm. Sure, Elizabeth, I can tell you. So, I mean, generally the numbers are the same. What we consider to, so the high, the, the upper limit really is 140 over 90. You don't want your blood pressure to be higher than that. Uh, and more ideally is around 120 over 80. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's worth also noting that low blood pressure is a problem for some people. And uh, some people, when they're lying down, uh, many of us actually have experienced when we're lying down and we get up quickly, that our blood pressure can drop. But some people are uh, even just lying down, their blood pressure tends to be quite low. And actually in the emergency department, more, more commonly we worry when people's blood pressure is too low. So, and usually when I'm talking about too low, the numbers are in the range of the upper number under 90 or so and the lower number under 50 or so. Uh, because then people tend to be, have symptoms from that. And the symptoms that I'm talking about are basically they feel like they're going to pass out or they do pass out. So the range, I would say, of healthy blood pressure is anywhere, the top number, anywhere from 90 or 95, depending on the size and the gender of the person, up to 135, as a, and then um, the bottom number, anywhere from 40 or 50 to uh, 80 or 90 would be healthy numbers. That's great. Many thanks. Oh, My pleasure. Bye-bye. 
Okay, we've got Samuel in Niagara Falls. Hi, Samuel. Hi, good afternoon. How are you today? We're fine, thanks. This is a wonderful program. Hello to the doctor. Have a pleasant day after I finish speaking to you. Doctor, I'm a diabetic. Yeah. And um, the last time I went and visit my my doctor, he put me on a five milligram um, capsule for for high blood pressure. Is there a reason for that? Well, uh, it depend- was your- did he tell you your blood pressure was too high, or did he say it was just sort of like to protect your kidneys or something? Did he say I, why? I, I think it, it might be for protection of the kidney, but um, every- what, what I do if I, go in, if I go into a store and they got a machine there, yeah. I would normally check it, and it, it, it'd be like between 130 and 90, yeah. and sometimes lower than that, most 95% of the time. Yeah, well, so I can tell you, there are two things I would think of. So, number one, if you do have diabetes, we definitely want your... Oh, wait a minute, what is that? Is your radio off, Samuel? Yeah, it's a helicopter passing over. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so two things. Number one, with diabetes, we definitely want to be more uh, controlling, if you will, of the blood pressure. So the upper limit would be 130 over 80, so that's one thing. And then the other thing that you mentioned that I mentioned also is... Uh, that there is there is some evidence that controlling the blood pressure uh, with a medication called an ACE inhibitor, such as Ramipril or Enalapril, it's a family. Yeah, uh, Ramipril is what he's giving me. Yeah, exactly. And there's some evidence that that is actually that actually protects the kidneys from damage down the road in people with diabetes. So that's why I was wondering there. And that, yeah, there has been some pretty good evidence. So it's it's pretty common that people that doctors will start a medication like that in people with diabetes. It helps the blood pressure, but also it protects the kidneys from damage later on, which is a, which is a concern with diabetes. So, but if you don't, uh, you know, don't hesitate to ask him, too, next time you see him, just to, to clarify. It's, it's nice okay, for people so to get there shouldn't be anything I should be worried about. Pardon me? If there's nothing there for me to worry about. Well, I mean, generally, it's a well... It's a well-tolerated medication. The, most people don't have a big problem with it. Some people, rarely it can cause a cough. Some people it can cause edema, which is swelling. But, but uh, again, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty rare. So most people tolerate it quite well. Um, and so it's, it's considered a good idea to protect the kidneys in those cases. Okay. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful day. You Thank too, you. Sir. All right. Suzanne in Toronto. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, how are you? We're fine, thank you. Good, I just had a a quick question. I'm in the middle of getting some tests done because I had an episode where I had uh, just an overwhelming, awful feeling, and before I knew it, I had fainted, Mm. never fainted before. I happened to be at a long-term care facility visiting, so they were able to take my blood pressure as I, you know, just as I fainted, and my blood pressure was 187 over 100. Um, I've never had high blood pressure blood pressure before so in the middle of having all these tests i went to the doctor and the doctor i asked him i said well my my blood pressure is normal and i'd been taking it every day since then and it's normal all the time and i said what would cause or why would it go to 187 over 100 and why would i faint and he said well the body's reaction could be um that your body's reaction to fainting is that your blood pressure will go up Mm. and i'd never heard that before and i asked another doctor who kind of looked funny at me like I don't know if that's the right answer (laughs) so I'm just wondering what your opinion is on that opinion of that other doctor who said that could be what why the blood pressure was so high 
Yeah. Well, it's an interesting question. I mean, the, and the, by the way, Suzanne, that blood pressure, that high blood pressure, was it right after you fainted that they, that it, they found I, it? I didn't even know they had taken my blood pressure, so they, they were able to get it, I uh-huh. guess, immediately as I fainted, because I had just arrived at my mother's room, and they, were, they happened to be there with the blood pressure machine, so yeah. it was very coincidental. Timing is everything. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I, you know, I have to say... Um, I don't want to, I, you know, obviously I don't know the details of the case, but it's certainly the, the vast majority of cases where people pass out, it's because their blood pressure goes too low suddenly. Now, it can be, there's a couple of possibilities. I mean, number one, it's true that the body will try and uh, compensate afterwards. You know, once, if the blood pressure drops quickly, the body will try and uh, ramp up the heart rate and ramp up the blood pressure, but it's still unusual. Uh, so it makes me wonder if that high blood pressure maybe was a cause, because the truth is blood pressure is quite uh, reactive, so it does react to things. So um, a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of different strains or stresses on the body can cause the blood pressure to go up very high. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, this is all sort of a very vague answer because I don't have uh, any kind of test results in front of me, but it's, uh, what I would say is, yeah, it's, it's not typical that you would lose consciousness from high blood pressure. Um, as much as from low blood pressure, but there are a number of things, including things uh, related to the heart and relating to the brain, that can that can end up giving people very high blood right. pressure. That are, uh, I, I mean, uh, they're, they're yeah. severe things. Though I'm talking about like a, some kinds of stroke can give you very high blood pressure, some kinds of heart attack, and obviously I don't think it doesn't sound like you had either of those things. But having Probably an episode not. like that, like suddenly, that's one of the reasons where we do look into, you know, what, what happened, you know, because obviously if you have normal blood pressure all the time and there's a sudden change, then something, something triggered it. So it definitely yeah. deserves to be investigated. Yeah. I mean, just one other question. Um, since that happened, I've been taking my blood pressure every day, you know, morning, night, right arm, left arm. Somebody yeah. told me that's not a good thing to do because that can also cause you to have high blood pressure. Is that true? Uh, you mean taking it regularly that it can cause I, high blood pressure? Yeah, I bought a machine. I bought one of the little things at the drugstore, and I've been doing it every day myself. And they said you better not do that. And it was <laughs> a person who worked in a hypertension clinic and said people believe that that can cause your blood pressure to go high if you keep doing it so so much. Well, you know, it's an in- it's an interesting thing. It, it doesn't. It won't cause. It won't really affect your blood pressure insofar as. Like just taking it doesn't have an effect on blood pressure. But what we do see is in people who have some people with blood pressure machines, it, it causes so much stress in them. They, they, they end up doing it so frequently and they're so worried about it that that in and of itself causes them to have high blood pressure. But there's, there's certainly no harm in taking it at home. You know, you're not going to cause your, your uh, blood vessels to have more atherosclerosis or your heart to beat differently. It's only, I think it's just a cautionary tale for people, you know, not to, not to get try not to get too obsessed with it and too worried about it. Some people do. Whereas, you know, if you just take it once in a while, and I think it's a good idea to take it different times of day, take, take it on different arms, and it'll, because it gives you a, an idea of what your blood pressure is normally as opposed to you go into the doctor's office and sort of all the pressure is on and your blood pressure is high. It may not mean that you really have high blood pressure. Um, Zach, I remember uh, seeing a study, which I actually reported on, which said you should take it in both arms mm. because it could be different. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things we look for, like in the emergency department, if someone comes in with severe chest pain going to the back, we check it in both arms because if there's a significant difference between the arms, it could indicate a problem with one of the major blood vessels, like the aorta. And so 
And so it's worth checking both arms to make sure that they're similar. They don't have to be exactly the same, but if there's a big difference, then, then it's worth uh, telling your doctor about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzanne, did you have any other questions for Dr. Zach? No, I'm, that's great. I'm on my way to get my heart monitor on, so i got to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, okay, Suzanne. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, Zach, we don't have very much time left. I have some questions about low blood pressure. So sure. what brings that on? There's a number. I mean, the most common, uh, the most common causes why people get low blood pressure are actually that they have low blood volume. So either uh, dehydration or in the emergency department, it would certainly be blood loss. But there are a whole bunch of other ones as well. Hormones can do it. Um, hypothyroidism can do it. Adrenal insufficiency, which is another uh, your adrenal gland. Anemia also. Can it be related to exercise at all? Well, certainly, uh, I mean, certainly some people, you do vasodilate. When your body gets hot, your blood vessels expand, and that decreases your blood pressure. So definitely people's blood pressure tends to, to come down somewhat. And when people are very hot as well, uh, that's, the body will try and, uh, you know, release heat by expanding the blood, uh, the, the blood vessels. And that, yes, that definitely can drop blood pressure. And that's why people exercising in the heat can sometimes faint. It's usually a combination of the fact that the blood pressure goes down and they get dehydrated. Okay. Dr. Zach, thank you so much for all of your good advice, and we shall talk to you again soon. Appreciate that very much. Thank you very much, Libby. Take Uh, care. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.